My name is Jennifer Elston, and I'm an entrepreneur, social marketer, attorney, vision strategist, and most importantly, I'm a mom of four. We have this one life, and I believe that the only time that any of us truly have is now. And I don't want us to waste a second. So no, you are not excused. You can ditch the overwhelm, and you can make big mindset moves by seeing excuses as the reasons for showing up in your own life. So let's change the world one candid conversation at a time. Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the You Are Not Excused podcast episode 15. I have a spring allergy thingy going on, so bear with me, but I want to start by thanking you for hanging out here with me today for a little bit. It is officially that time of year where I'm not sure if my children or if I am more excited that we're in the home stretch of school before summer starts. I know some people dread summer. I absolutely love everything about it, especially not having to wake up early to get kids to school. So my eight-year-old told me the other day, and for those of you who don't know, I have four children. They range from from eight to 15, so eight, nine, 12, and 15. Three boys, one girl, three that we were blessed to adopt and uh, one biological. Not that it matters, but I know that some of you are also adoptive parents out there and we have that that blessing, that connection. So the other day, my eight-year-old told me that he had a great summer last summer, but that he was going to make this summer even better. And he hoped that we would travel more, that he would swim more, he would get out and see the world. He would hike. It was going to be his best summer yet. He is determined to have the best possible summer. No excuses. He's planning it now. And really he could because we're humans and he could, and we could come up with any number of excuses why it can't be better. Or why last summer was good enough. Humans are nothing if not prolific excuse makers, right? It might be hot. Travel is expensive. Bugs come out in the summer. We might get sick. We might be too busy. We can't agree on where to go. We can't agree on what to do. Last summer was good enough. We should be grateful that we even have a summer break. We haven't done anything to deserve to have more fun. Endless potential excuses here. But he knows that not a single one of those excuses is going to get him where he wants to go. So he is not entertaining them. They're not going to get him where he wants. He wants to have a better summer with his family this summer than he had last year, and he is going to make it happen. Now, that doesn't make him ungrateful for last year. He's just setting the bar higher. He's not settling. He knows there is more available to him and that he, as a human being with a heart and soul, has an inherent right to have more, to have better, to up-level because he just does. He doesn't have to earn it. He doesn't have to pay his dues. There doesn't have to be a perfect storm of luck. He can make it happen. He made a decision 
He's putting a plan into action. He knows what he wants to happen and is deciding to make it happen. We always have a choice. He knows it at eight. We can just decide to make it happen. It, it's that simple. I know we want to make it harder because it seems like it should be. It seems like it's hard to have good things. It's hard to have more. It's hard for things to be better. It's hard to get to where you want to be. It's hard to get to the vision. That's what we tell ourselves because that's what we think it should be because we've been programmed to believe that good things can't come to us. And I don't want to say easily but they can, they can, they can flow. It doesn't mean you don't, you can just sit there and hope for them. You still have to do work. You have to make a plan. You have to take action. You have to make choices and decisions to get there, but it's going to be hard. There will be hard parts. I mean, and maybe not, there aren't always hard parts, right? But we can just decide to make it happen, that it can happen. Are you programmed to believe that you can have good things and it doesn't have to be hard to get them? Or are you programmed to believe that it's going to be hard, somewhat impossible? It probably won't happen. If you are programmed to believe the latter, you can change. You are more likely also to make excuses as to why it can't happen or not try or not give it your all or be hot and cold. That's just part of it, but you can change. We can all change. It's a change. It's a choice. <clears throat> and then, and then putting that intentional action plan into place and staying the course playing the long game guys excuses are endless you hear them all the time you might be somebody who makes them all the time maybe you don't but I guarantee you make them some of the time I hear them all of the time they're made all of the time I make them myself I'm just more aware that I do it so when I do I'm aware and I can choose to flip that excuse or get rid of it entirely as the case may be but excuses you know like I said we're, we're prolific at making them they're they're endless you don't have enough money I mean that that's the killer right you don't have enough money you don't have enough time to do the things that will make you more money or get you more time that's number one right I don't have the money I don't have the time what is it you want? Money and time. C cool. So how do you think you're going to get that without doing the thing, right? I should just be grateful for what I already have. You need to work too hard to deserve that. You're not, you're not smart enough. Nobody in your family's done it. You're not skinny enough. You're not pretty enough. Uh, you're not good looking enough. What if it goes wrong? What if nobody wants it? What if nobody wants to buy it? What if it doesn't work out? What if you get some success and then you fail or fall back and your feelings get hurt and you don't want to feel those feelings? What if you offend your high school friends by stepping out of your comfort zone and shining brighter? Uh, your aunt is sick. 
You want to watch the TV show instead. You're too nervous. You you have focus problems. You uh <clears throat> you you <laughs> you don't want to spend the money if it's not a sure thing. They won't like you. There's flooding on the other side of the world. Your hair's not the right color. I can't do that until I'm successful. My boyfriend from college who I haven't talked to in 25 years may see me post about something and think I look dumb. The ladies in in my small town may think I'm not successful or that we're having some kind of financial trouble if I start a business or, or sell something else. The sky isn't the right shade of blue today. Heck, I don't know. I've heard, I feel like I've heard it all and then I hear another excuse and I'm like, uh, that's a new one. I've tried and I failed. I'm clearly not good at it. I'm not good with people. I'm an introvert. I'm too shy. I'm too loud. People are intimidated by me. I slid back and, it, and I, I don't like how that feels and I don't want it to happen again. If I have more success, I might be busier, and I don't want to be busier. What will my life look like? My stomach hurts. My cat's sad. It's endless. It's endless. It's self-sabotage. You're choosing the excuse. What, so what excuses are you making? What, are you, what excuses are you choosing day in and day out? I want you to think of a few of your top ones right now, and I've had you do this before, so... Maybe it's changed or, or maybe they're the same. They pop right into your mind. Or maybe this is, you know, you're a new listener and you haven't done this before. And uh, this is an exercise that will help to make you aware. We all do it. We all make an excuse. We just aren't aware of when we're doing it so that we can recognize it for what it is and smash it. What are they for you? Think about this for a moment. What are your excuses? And will any of them get you to a better situation? Will they help you to uplevel your life, to pay your bills, to meet the goal or the dream that you have, to give you more options? Will they put more money in your bank account? Are they going to give you more time with your kids or to travel or more time for yourself or to buy the things that you want and that you need without having to sacrifice or even really think about it? Scrimp and save, worry, trade off, If I buy this, I can't buy this, so I have to decide. It's a painful way to live. And here's the truth. The excuse will not ever improve the condition of your life or change your luck. So why do you let it make life decisions for you? The excuse will not ever improve the condition of your life or your luck or your bank account for the better. So why do you let it make the decision for you? Your excuses are the reasons why you should be doing the dang thing. And if they're not necessarily the kind of excuse that you can flip into a reason, then look at it as an opportunity that you just haven't handled yet, that you just haven't figured out. 
that will get you to the other side, that will give you experience, that will move you forward, that you can put in your toolbox, the test for the testimony. I know that's cliche, but it's true. Friends. And I'm going to call you that because if you listen to me, we are definitely friends here, right? Stop making success an option. Stop making success optional. Eh, maybe it'll work out. Maybe I'll get there. Maybe I, yeah, I won't. You won't. <laughs> you won't. Not unless you're sure. Stop using the possibility of, a, of, of success, of meeting your vision or part of it, as an excuse not to go for it. Because you're scared life will change or someone will think a thing about you or um, any number of things. Or, you, or you'll get a taste of it and then you'll lose it all and you don't want, that's, you don't want to feel that. And that's real. People make that excuse. What? Right? What? You don't want to go for it and get it because you might lose it? Or worse, stop using a missed target or a failure or a decline in your business or not getting there fast enough or ups and downs. Not even just your business, any goal you have, right? Your relationships, your relationship with yourself, your wellness, your well-being, your fitness, your health, Whatever your goal, whatever the thing is, you have to stop using that missed target as an excuse to just give up and and stop trying. We all miss targets. But some of us miss targets. The business declines. uh, You fall off the weight wagon or the wellness wagon or whatever. Your income fluctuates. You... um, aren't moving fast, whatever it is. And we, and we lower the bar and settle and think, oh, we don't need more. This is fine. You go through almost like a grief stage and sort of an anger and annoyance, and then you settle. It's like fear, grief, anger, and resentment settling. And we stop doing what we know we need to do the, the things that got us to where we are or where we were, the things that we know will get us to where we want to be. And we seem to assume that we just had that one shot or, or even two. We just had that one shot, that opportunity, and it, it didn't go as planned, so it's, just, it's fine. I'm, I'm lowering the bar. This is not an Eminem song. <laughs> you do not get one shot. You get many. You get multiple jabs at it. And the more you fall off and hop back on, the more experienced, the more resilient, the better you will, you will be and the better your odds of getting where you want to go. But you do have to put in the work. You have to keep going. You have to stop 
lowering the bar. If you want the result, wishing, hoping, complaining about it, settling for less, none of those things are going to get you that result. And I don't believe that 99% of the time, the people who settle, who fall off, who give up, don't want the result anymore. They have convinced themselves to believe that they are settling for less or different. And they, they don't need that result. Because they're afraid to keep going. That's a resilience issue, right? Successful people know two things. To focus on the reward of the result and not how difficult or emotional or how much resistance you might get or what you might have to put in to get there. They focus on the end game. What it will feel like when they do. And second, that missed targets mean that you regroup and you increase activity. You don't stop. You don't lower the bar and settle and give up. You figure out how to make it happen with either more of the same or new right activity because the world evolves, business evolves, bodies evolve, uh, you know, all of those things. Sometimes we have to pivot and do a different thing and more of it. Unless you really don't want the result, then walk away. You don't know why you're listening to this though. Too often people aren't hitting goals, aren't hitting targets. People who are not where they were or where they want to be, where they think they should be by this point, and they grasp on to resentment. And I want you to listen because this will not apply to everyone on here at this point, but I guarantee it will at some point or has. And awareness. You're always going to hear me talking about awareness because it's so pivotal and important, but they're not even aware of it. They're not even aware of the resentment that they're harboring, that they're feeling and what it's causing to happen. The resentful thought that they're having about whatever the circumstance or situation is, is creating the emotions. Then they start to behave differently And guess what kind of result they're getting? Not the one they wanted. Moving further and further and further away from it. They start to find fault in the process or the people or the regimen or the product or the service or the people that were mentoring them, working with them, supporting them. They continually switch up what they're doing without waiting for something to work. Because they don't want to put the work in consistently because they are feeling resentful. And when you feel resentful, action is hard. You want instant gratification. They start to see people who helped them, who mentored them, or or people who are successful as the villains. And they vilify those people and they vilify the actions of those people. And they vilify the success. And it, they, get, they get ticked off about accountability or when someone calls out inaction. Or even 
and not even call out, you know, you just kindly be telling them what they should be doing differently. And they start flurrying all the excuses out of why they can't, why they won't, why it won't work for them. And they're doing it in anger, saying they're not, and resentment that they may not be aware of. And so they get ticked off about like, you know, like I said, any accountability, any calling them out on their inaction or what they should be doing or by the success of other people in the same boat that they are industry company career uh, somebody trying to improve their health get fit lose weight find a relationship uh, whatever it is they get angered and ticked off by that success instead of motivated by it and you can get angry and ticked off that Somebody is successful and it's in a positive way and it fuels you and you take action from it. And you're also coupling that with happiness for that person because if it's possible for them, it's possible for you, right? But the person living in resentment doesn't feel that way. They stop doing what they should be doing. They say they don't want the results anymore. They will say the successful person or the mentor or the coach or the boss or the, uh, the upline or the uh, trainer or uh, the, the spouse or whoever it is. It's too much. Too much action. They're too much. Too much Kool-Aid. Too much enthusiasm. Demanding. Too much expectation. And they cut themselves off from the people who supported them or who are having success because they don't like feeling like, you know, that feeling that because they're comparing themselves in that resentful mindset. So they don't like the feeling that it brings to be around those people instead of immersing themselves in that group. We've all been there. I can speak to this because not only have I seen it a million times over, seeing it right now in some people but I've done it I felt it myself that is resentment some of y'all know it well and you are aware or maybe you are just now figuring out that you have been stewing in it and you didn't really realize what it was you didn't have a name for it now you do And if that is you, sit with it a minute and make some choices about lifting the lid instead of lowering the bar. Immersing yourself in and with the people who are having the success that you want, who are positive, who are doing the things that we know will get them and you to where you want to be instead of angrily choosing not to do them and stomping your foot. Nothing has ever (laughs) been more accurate uh, than saying, show me the five people you hang around most and I'll show you your future. Show me the five people that you spend the most time with, that you're on the text thread with, that you're hanging out with, that you're going out with, that you're spending your time with. 
listening to. It doesn't even have to be actual humans in your circle that know you. Who are you listening to? What's feeding your brain? What are you, what, who are the five people you hang around most? And I will show you your future. Who are they? Do they believe in, in your vision? Do they believe in vision? Do they believe in the ability to have more, be more, do more if that's what you want? In any capacity, are they positive? If they're leveling up, are they going to be stuck in the same spot forever? Are they complainers? Or are they cup fillers? I recommend you take a good look at where and with whom you're spending your time with. Is it is a game changer. And sometimes you intentionally avoid the positive people with vision moving towards success and you choose to commiserate with the resentful bunch, with the complainers, with the excuse makers. Huh? Anyone? I see it all of the time and I know where people's mindsets are based on who they are around when I know them. So, you know, you really have to take a look at with who and where you're spending your time. Take a look at what excuses you make. Take a look at what resentment you may have that you're harboring. Take a look at what result you actually want so that you can make an intentional plan to get there instead of allowing your excuses to decide if you ever will. You are giving your excuses the power over your future, over your life, over the life that you can create for yourself, for your family if you have one, for your children if you have them. An excuse. Stop living in that space. Stop blaming other people and vilifying those who are doing more. You won't be 100% perfect, but you'll be aware. And do more. If you want it, do more. Stop making success an option. Stop making your success an option. When you finally make that decision that it is non-negotiable, the game changes. I promise the game changes. And guys, uh, to help you, (laughs) I have to mention, um, you know, when I cannot be there whispering in your ear, you're soon going to be able to grab my excuse smashing formula free that I came up with and wanted to just help people to give people a guide. So stay tuned for that. But go through this, go through this exercise. Rewind if you need to a little bit and take a look at those things. Make success, make success non-negotiable for you. And the game will change. 
Thank you so much for listening today. It has been my honor to share time with you, and I hope that you will share this podcast with the people important to you who you think may need to hear it. And please follow or subscribe to the show where you listen to your podcasts. If there's a topic you would like me to cover, please message me on Instagram or Facebook. Join me right here on the next episode of You Are Not Excused. Thank you.